0: So, um, we're going right, Mocha. We're on.
1: Okay, lad. If you want to start us off,
0: who are you, man?
2: I'm sound. Yeah, I'm all beaten up with my back because I had a very hard week of training. Three-hour leg sessions. Don't do that again. <laughs> not doing that shit again. Be able to now. Absolutely fine. What about you? All right.
0: All good man, all good. Introduce yourself, mate. No one knows who you
2: are. Oh, I suppose you don't want this It's like me getting myself out to the world. So yeah. I am this prick's best mate. Um my name yep. is Kieran and uh, I'm I'm a coach back in back in England, uh, near Alex's hometown. I've known Alex since about would oh, be twelve years now
0: i Yeah man Yeah. Get rest. <laughs> So what are we talking about today then? Uh we're gonna go pros and cons um of the industry as a whole. Um and where we think it's gonna go. Where we think it's gonna go, man. Like obviously we've got some things on, under under wraps on the cards. Um the world will see that when it arises. But um we've been uh I don't know, we've been knocking around this sort of industry and training and and um Competing in various different things for a while, and we get to get to see shit, man. So uh... you've
2: been, I'd say you've been working in it for a few years longer than I have. Um, for me, working in it, it's only about, I'd say, a year old. Being in it, I think, I think probably probably about ten years worth of being in it from the first stepping point in the gym and working out, and being first exposed to the various gym environments, um, mm. like
1: everything. Commercial gyms, private gyms, mm. bad gyms, really bad gyms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but
2: also there are really, really good gyms, and there's, there's some gyms that I need to probably give credit to with how good they've been. Um, like I, I still, I still go to CrossFit in near, near me, which the team won't see. Um and as well as some, some gyms all over the world I've been to. One, one that stands out is. Uh, in Sydney I went to called Fitness Playground it was just fantastic the way they just with the way the, the, the environment was it was uh, downstairs They just had a lot of great equipment which I think tends to make it but just the attitude of the people there they're nice and friendly mm. nice and chill but at the same time you see people were focused and committed to what they were doing mm. and that that is that I think that is quite different than a lot of people's perceptions of like before
1: they step into, I
2: think a lot of people be quite intimidating mm. um,
0: quite, uh, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, we both. We've, I know for a fact we both trained in gyms that are that are quite intimidating and, and, and full of fucking. <laughs> yeah, but I love it, man. I, I think
1: it. I think it's brilliant, you know, like. Sued by
2: them and then <laughs> massive, massive by you get a free needle with every membership. was actually yeah, name
1: that one,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, that one, yeah, we definitely won't name name the name of that place because uh, just 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 on the off chance that of they fly to New
0: Zealand treasure trace your address. That's uh, all right. I'll uh, I'll get them. I'll let them down. Anyway, um, fucking no, nah, you you uh you knocked on a good point there, man. But when you said people are uh, not only like dedicated to whatever goal they have doesn't matter what it is whether it's a sport or whether it's like an aesthetic or whether it's just fucking health and fitness they're dedicated to the goal but the main thing of the gym is the fucking community and everyone's like open-minded
2: yeah I found um, where where you, found, where you find the community in the gym you find you tend to, you tend to sort of stick there so like, one of the I mentioned before that the reason why I keep going back to strength over and over is because the community that, that's hard around quite substantially and he's, and everyone sort of knows each other. Mm. Uh, Grath House in Leeds is another one. Um, and that, yeah, that... I think that one, uh, Best part
0: from the Northeast. I fucking and love that one. Yeah. Jim. He's a fucking superb Jim. and
2: like, I know Tony Charlene who, who own it has have cultivated a really good environment where people, they don't, have a, they don't have like as many members as say like a fucking like, ultra flex or a pure, like like a big ultra flex in America or like a uh, or like a Sonic version, but the, the people they do have there, the, the the all the the they're all nice, which is a fucking bonus. Right? Mm, mm, all, mm. And they all sort of the the you, you see like they're making little sort of communities and little sort of like um a sort of like microcosmic friendships there, which is it keeps you going. Then mm. um I think a lot of the time people people drop out, of, uh, especially people that don't uh, you know sort of i have been sedentary for a while and maybe not necessarily don't know what they're doing. Mm. A lot of them drop out of gyms because um feel as though no other reason for going because they are quite isolated there. You see mm. that all the time in in commercial gyms. When I, mm. I remember when I worked when I worked at Pure, um a lot of people who would who would come there on their own, who who got a lot of time didn't necessarily know what they were doing, um they'd sort of, sort of they'd go on a treadmill for a bit, then they'd go on the bike and then the cross trainer, which are all things where you're doing them on your own, you're kind of in your own little world, but, but it wasn't because they wanted to be on their own, it was because they didn't want to be seen, um, you know, they didn't want to be like, they were kind of intimidated by, again, being in a gym environment, being sort of out of company. At that point, you, like, you kind of say, you know, it was my job to try and get them out of the shell and be like, hey, try one of these classes where you can maybe try new things or, consider going like i mean go, i mean trying to get girls to go in a weight weight area was
0: like, yeah. still which it's it's like uh, that fucking it's balmy balmy for me man because like obviously we've we like progressed so far in the industry now and like people understand like the benefits of weight training and they understand that it's not you don't look at a weight and you're gonna blow up or you look at a treadmill and you're gonna shrink down, like there. Is, you can't actually have all of it, you know what I mean, in in one. But it's I find it absolutely mean that this this still um, that sort of perception of you know, ladies look at a weight and they're gonna turn into a bloke like us with a deep voice and two testicles. Uh, my favourite thing is me. Speak up, lad.
2: When I have female clients come up to me and they say that they want to start, they want to start, they want to get more, they always want to get more toned. they always want to get, uh, like, uh, they always want to get, a, they always want to get, a, they always want to get a, an ass like Kim K, right, yeah. which in fact, way is, Kim, something's happened there, right, uh, I don't know what, well, I just those, those booty bands,
0: bands and mate,
2: and then you say to them, a lot of them, common one is just getting easily just getting thinner or okay, getting slimmer, getting more of a beach body kind of thing, right? Those are the typical ones to show you But Well then when you say talk to them about like well, well like okay, you talk about things like squatting, deadlifting and you sort of you talk about lifting weights go, no I don't I don't lift weights and I'm like, oh, Why? Well because I don't want to look like I don't want to look like a man and I'm like mm-hmm. Okay, right, how much testosterone is in your body? Mm-hmm. How big are your moles? Because I mm. the don't want to have because he's twenty twenty, you'll get fucking set with a harassment charge, right? But um, but when you try and outline to them like, fucking, th- you won't get like that, okay? The amount of work it takes for a guy to fucking get like that is ridiculously hard, right? So all all that happens, all that happens is, and please, women, if you if any women listen to this and you don't believe me, I promise you, if you if you start doing things like squats, overhead press, bench, deadlifts, like like bent over road, just compound exercises, and isolation exercises, like, like your standard bicep curl, you will not look like a fucking man. If anything, yep. if anything, you'll look more, fe- like more, more of the feminine physique that you probably aspire to get because you'll actually be engaging with the muscles that you want to look. Like there's no such thing as a toned muscle at all. No. Nope. Nope. You, you can have bigger muscles, smaller muscles, stronger muscles, weaker muscles. Okay? You know what, if you're, if, If you're like the 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 tone block that women say they keep getting, sorry, say they want to get, like there are loads of guys that have been training for years that have that that have that physique because they've been training for years and lifting
0: weights. They've got a base level of uh, foundation of muscle. They've actually reached their level of body fat where the 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 whole like global level of fat on their system has been reduced. Like another thing is like, oh, I want to lose um, I want to lose belly fat. I'm like,
2: you can't, like,
0: if you do a thousand crunches a day, like, you're not just gonna like, melt the fucking shit off your stomach, for Christ's sake. Like, you're just gonna have to be in a deficit, fucking train, move, eat a little less, boom. And time.
2: He's, he's, I feel really sorry for people that, because as, as you know, like, it takes a long time for fat to go down all over the body, okay? And, and, some places you'll notice you'll notice bigger reductions and smaller ones. I think at, at the gym at, at the gym now they've literally just finished an eight week challenge, uh, which I think we'll have to get onto the whole eight week challenge thing later on. But for now the eight week challenge um, that they did, um, uh, like some people there have lost say uh, three inches around the waist and an inch around their arm. Now if it was gonna be if it was gonna be like everywhere you lose fat over like in the same amount, you'd, pretty, you'd be looking at pretty much. Uh, the same the same amount everywhere at every single mm. point. Everybody, but you can wear like that. You lose no. fat. People like gonna
1: lose fat, and in, that's that's down to genetics.
2: It is absolutely down to genetics. It's nothing mm. to do down with how many squats you did, how many mm. reverse lunge you did, or how many times you did bear crawl. There's nothing. There's nothing <laughs> to say. There's nothing to say that you're gonna lose fat in one area. you are gonna lose it? Because if that was, if you could do spot fat reduction, that would mean that you could lose weight in your left leg, sorry, lose fat on your left leg, and then lose fat on your right leg, so you be walking around with one fucking skinny ass leg, one leg, <laughs> fucking buffalo, right, so you'd be fucking falling over all day, but well, no, that that's not, like, that's not uh, fucking thing.
0: Yeah, that's true, man, that's true, and like, and you know, age, age plays a factor, genetics plays a factor, gender plays a factor, like, it's all different places. And I I know for a fact with me, like it's, it's basically right at the bottom of my stomach. It will stay there until I'll like, you know, actually be serious sort of thing. But I'll get, I'll get nothing on my legs. I've got nothing on my arms. I'll get nothing on my back. Like it's just all in one place And other people. It's the other way around. And it might be like, it's all on their legs, for example, all in their arms. And that's just kind of like learning you. And we've learned ourselves because we fucking, Tra- we've trained since we bloody came out our mams, um, and it's just kind of like developing that training age and 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 going with it, and you know keeping a log uh, if you need to. If you're a little bit silly like me and I, I have a bad memory, so a little bit slow, just yeah, keep a
2: log. I have books that I've got in my room, which just, just, uh, I can at least show you one now. To be fair, I will at you a but. There's the amount of times I've logged my workouts and I've like been able to track and then I've looked mm. back and I've, I mean there's ones I've had to into like 15 and I look back at when I was training at 15 and I've gone hey, you were training so badly right yeah. like yeah. why the fuck were you doing bench four times a week and squatting once right <laughs> Honestly, I had a bench I had a bench in my um does any kids listen to this like if if you if you have the option of getting a bench or a squat rack for fuck's sake buy a squat rack not a bench okay yeah. because yeah. But like, I wish that, because basically I had a bench in my, in my, uh, in, in the garage for years, and so, like, when I was bored, i just go, oh, okay, it's time for abs, time for mm. bench, okay, and so i literally just do curls and bench all day, and then I was like, okay, yeah, I should probably do my legs so then I'd put the bar on my back, but there was no, you know, the weight wasn't, you know, because you're having to lift it over onto your head and stuff, mm. so, which is, you know, like, from being a fucking weight that if you want to fucking, like, press a bar over your head, that takes a <laughs> lot of hard work. Yeah. And the muscles are required to overhead press nowhere near as big as the muscles required to fucking you know do an astograph squats. So yeah, Any, anyone anyone listening to this at once know whether what piece of equipment they should fucking buy for their garage. but i yeah, Buy start with a squat rack.
1: Right,
2: your legs will be very 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 uh, grateful for the, for the investment.
0: In the end of the day, if you buy if you buy a squat rack, you can do OHP on it. You can do yeah. overhead press. You can do floor and, press. You
2: can buy a bench and then you can do yeah exactly yeah exactly.
0: You know um, what I mean, like you can pretty much do it's so versatile you can do so much with it um but if you buy a bench you're kind of pretty stu- pretty stuck Yeah, That's
2: pretty just, stuck. I mean, that, that is just comes like a um, lot sort of benefit of hindsight i suppose and i think benefit of hindsight applies to so much of training and so much, mm. like like i like when when i when i just when i just those extensions i was like why the fuck aren't i doing this when i was playing rugby when i was 16 Mm. it had been so much, I'd have been so, you know, my recovery would have been so much better and I'd have been so much stronger in the middle. And I think as well, like, so at my, at the gym now, like, I've built a reverse hyper, a reverse hyper extension. Mm. And, uh, no, no one has a fucking clue what it is. Mm. No, no one has a clue what it is. And I think, which is such a shame because you and I both know that um, reverse hyper extension is, is one of the best piece of equipment by. For, yep. For overall
0: strength. And I also extremely rate uh, belt squats. Oh, I absolutely
2: do as well.
0: Um,
2: the benefit that has on the, I the posture, strengthening hips.
0: Yeah, man, and just like help to decompress your your low back a wee bit, like especially, I don't know, especially for the fucking um, history of, of of the injuries through my spine, like. <laughs> um, uh, I like to, if anything that can decompress it, I'll, I'll, I'm all on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Nah, man, I so, think, go on.
2: I to say, I think Louis Simmons deserves so much credit for, for the invention. Uh, for, for, those, for those who those listening who don't know who Louis Simmons is, for one thing, where the fuck have you been? Secondly, mm. watch West Side Versus The World on Netflix, that that shit is amazing. Um, and quite And quite inspiring as well, but the guy, the guy... Built the reverse hyper when he broke his back, and he, he built out of necessity, and uh, and so many people have benefited from from that piece of equipment alone, and the and uh, the training of his But this, this is probably um, probably a con really is the fact that not non, you know they the cons, um, Not many people know who this guy is mm. because he's not on Instagram and he's not flashy. Well, he's not
0: glamorous, is it?
2: Oh yeah, well he's a fucking he's a he's a fucking what seventy what seventy two something like that, and he's uh you know H- you know Columbus Ohio and he fucking trains out of a, trains out of a gym that has rooms the, the windows blocked out, but out of his gym he's got a hundred world records, and he knows how and and all and all that do have that have come across him, NFL teams, uh, uh, a lot of people from the world of CrossFit, USC fighter Steve Amyolchich who is the world champion. Like mm. people like that who come across him and use this and, and train with him or train using his philosophies progress massively but, but whereas people who know fuck all but are on Instagram send sending a lot of sh- send a lot of shit. Um I can't remember the guy's name but he was uh, talking about uh, I think the guy who owned like I don't know, I don't, know, I don't know, like like calling one out but there's there's so, there's a particular letter in the alphabet um that like that, that that may or may not be towards the end and that's followed by the word shred and the guy there was very little um or or he, or he knows a lot and he's and he's not showing them that he knows a lot because he's uh he's out to get a lot of money from people and he's there to try and tell people that you could lose weight by like by eating loads and loads of pizza and, loads of money and drinking loads of coke and stuff which yeah, if you're eating fuck all else during the day, that's fine. But it's very, very misleading. But because that guy is, you know, in himself, he just naturally gifted. Hasn't, you know, in terms of the way he looks, you know, he has, he has naturally low body fat percentage. He's got fairly good abs.
0: Oh, it's when uh, Sorry? what what fucks me off the most, man, is when is when people uh, I look, I don't give a fuck about steroids, to be honest with you, mate. Like, if you if you decide that you wanna you wanna you wanna take some some drugs to help you do whatever, whether it's performance or or aesthetic-wise, fine, all right, fine. But it's when they fucking sell a program to an up-and-coming kid who wants to get better for rugby or netball or she wants to get better in the pool or or whatever, and they fucking, they're like, oh, you need to do this, do that, and you're going to look like this. And then they completely disregard and say, no, no, I've never taken a steroid in my life, but they know for a fact they have, then they are the scum of the earth. Because they are literally like manipulating the minds of a fucking kid.
2: It's like, I, I think, uh, I mean, I think the body dysmorphia in men has progressed almost to the point where it's the same, if not more, than it is in women now, but, yep. uh, under the age of 25. Because yep. you look at, like, you look at, um. so sort of just go just off like the most popular films. Like, if you go off like the Marvel films, Yeah. know. Too than fucking album, but if you look at the people in that, in the actors in that, like a lot of them obviously being superheroes. You've got Dave Batista, Chris Endsworth, uh, Chris Pratt, you know, some properly.
0: Chris Evans.
2: Human beat. Oh, yeah, Chris Evans, fuck me, yeah, 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 The guy you fucking aspire to be like. Um,
0: I mean, he's, really, a, he's an attractive you know,
2: bloke. You've got people now that, are, that are, you know, pretty built. You've also got a huge admin in like Wolverine. You've got Henry Cavill, as Superman. Um, you know, all the time now in popular media, you see more and more jacked guys that are in decent shape who will, who look good. You know, who look good. Don't like I mean, you suppose, suppose you had that in the eighties with Rocky and uh, you know Stoll and Schneger and all that. But there wasn't it wasn't as prevalent then as it is now. And as well, Instagram didn't exist all the way back then, but it does now. Like people give people more and more feel as though they should look a certain way, younger than they before. And I think. I think women for women now that it's progressed to the point where it's kind of being discouraged to sort of like fat shame and things like that, which in many ways is great, but in many ways it's sort of like it sort of led to some unhealthy things like that the uh, the severely overweight woman that was on the remember that? It was on the what? Cover the front cover of Cosmopolitan magazine, mate. She was thought she was absolutely huge. Um like you're not going to be disrespectful to how she looked, but it was very, very, very unhealthy, in terms. Of
1: yeah,
0: that's that's the argument, though, isn't it, man? Like, because at the end of the day, like people have a free will to do whatever the fuck they want to do, eh? And we're we're not we're not saying that's a fucking bad thing. However, we're looking at it completely from a health perspective, and it's like that's not like um fuck, I can't think of the word. But that's not like publicizing health. However, publicising being okay in your own skin, yeah. being like feeling beautiful as you are, having confidence, fine, yeah, all over that. But in terms of health, we're just solely oh, wow. just looking at it as a health point of view. Nah, that's not the the way to go, you know what I mean? No,
2: absolutely not. And that's what I was saying before that I think that whilst body dysmorphia in men is a relative like being as prevalent as in women is a relatively new thing. Women it's been going on that long since, you know, since you know, the fifties. Fucking fifties, man. However like long. Um, that now it's to the point where, especially with bulkness today, um, it's sort of turned the corner to the point where, like, it's kind of becoming more and more acceptable that, to be unhealthy. And you and I, I think unhealthyness in women has been kind of like you can accept being bigger and stuff like. And and there are a lot of women that have, that like don't that that still that, that, are, that are beautiful despite being a certain size, right? And we should never say that. Have to be this skinny to be. Mm. Mm. However, to 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 glamorize to glamorize innocence as what well, bare obesity, bare unhealthiness, and and therefore the things that are associated with that like type two diabetes, high blood pressure, increased risk of heart disease, uh, joint problems like massive joint problems in in, mm. a knee, especially in the knees, man. Like mm. you know, low severely bad lower back's on, and as well, and infertility as well, which is which is another thing that comes with having a severely high, um, you know, severely, severely high level of body fat in women. Um, by all the there are a lot of fucking people who will probably uh, probably look like they disagree with that argument. Anyway, um, to say to to see that's being kind of glamorized is is really really damaging the industry. And I think, and I don't think that's necessarily the industry's fault. I think that is just. Just that's uh, just the way things have progressed, you know, the external mm. force and that. Mm. But the industry needs to do more to kind of, like, combat that. I say, look, we're not saying that you need to look this this way, the, the, you know, you need to look like fucking, like someone like Stephanie Sandel. You, know, you need to look this shred or to, to be considered to a good-looking. We are saying that, that you need to take ownership and responsibility of your health. Mm. Not Don't do that, you shouldn't be in a position... Where uh, people can copy her, or people feel like they should be allowed to copy her uh, like that woman on and like back to your earlier point if circle, of um, uh, steroid users who, who are in a position where they're telling kids that it's, that they should just do this program to look like them and you don't actually tell them what they you know, Now that, that's a math problem.
0: The thing is, though, man, we can flip we can flip that fucking coin on its head, like, and go, okay, well, you know, we've got the ladies and 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 the gent sort of side um, on the more towards the obese side, but if we flip the coin on the head and just go, all right, well, is it good that we have men's health, women's health, fucking whatever all the magazines are, and have someone who's at like three, four percent body fat? Who's either on rides or not on rides, but is like in peak condition, but is clearly not healthy. Like you could say that's misleading as well. You know what I mean? And that's not good.
2: So I think I think in many ways that um, let's take stories out of the equation for a minute. Okay, mm. just go with like the, the look. I think it's okay. I think having having someone who who is, plamek uh, on like. Don't say men, men's and women's fitness a second Obviously, that is more thing. But take, take, take a lot of the things um, that women have been brought to reading. Having, having, incredibly sticky models there that have to get weighed daily, fuck, fuck monthly and weekly, daily, right? Just to sit and they take fat burn pills. You know, they're not sleeping and they don't eat and then they have, then they have like ribs like a fucking dial right? Mm. Like that, that is that is equally as damaging. Is, is having a plus size model on him. It's encouraging. It's encouraging a lifestyle for people that are very vulnerable, oh. and who are likely to incur a lot of health problems as a consequence in following whatever, whatever sort of regime these people follow to look like that. Which obviously, obviously going back to the men, to the, to the uh, point you made about having someone that's three, four, five percent body fat on to fitness. I personally don't have an issue with them being on it at all because it is for me to get get in the shape of, of, of some of the people, someone like I don't know, like someone like Angela or like, or, or in the world of, um, uh, you know, like Jake Butler. It takes a lot of work, right? And there are, there are, there are positives. There are significant amount of positives in their lifestyle, for instance. Diet, the, 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 I mean, the, people, the, the diets that these uh, some, you know, more often than not, are, are exceptionally good. we need have helped on a whole amount of food. Plastic kids are at the stage where they need to consume that. Um, the, the the way their their attitude and dedication to training. I mean, Dorian Yates' attitude to training was, I mean, the fucking the longevity of it, as he's shown now, the fact he doesn't play weights anymore is damning, But his attitude to training was superb, and I think a lot of people who need a bit of motivation to sort of get into the gym in the first place. Maybe do, do we listen to like that, but I also think that they need to talk about the the person that's on that cover. that should be a very honest. They should be they mm. should allow themselves to have a very honest piece in that magazine. Say exactly what their lifestyle is, the neg the pros and the cons. So, for instance, Rich Piano used to wake up at three in the morning just to a meal. Okay, the mm. guy was barely fucking sleeping, and what? Okay, a lot of people can't that. That guy, that he managed to, he's a fucking special awesome human being who did lot for world bodybuilding but he was he was just a crazy crazy training you know like we should be we should talk about the fact that a lot of you I mean I think I don't know Hall or we about they got sleep
0: they probably got Yeah man I remember watching um a video with uh with Eddie and he basically um, he showed that he has to wear a mask to keep his airwaves open when he's asleep because basically he's so large and it will just collapse and he'll fucking die, you know what I mean? People need to, I think
1: it kind
2: of, kind of comes down
0: Yo! To... Uh, no thanks, pal. Oh, thank you. Right, kind of back, like in which he um, so I was
1: about,
2: like, if, you, if, you, if you have... Full disclosure or like a full piece of like a whole sort of like diet lifestyle regime pros and cons of the day out, so for instance like, you know, they, they might win a world title or they might be, they might feel so much, a lot of confidence in themselves but the guy, then, but the guy's having to take a certain dosage of uh, Diana Ball during the day in order to stay on top, okay, and then the, the effects that has on him, like, you know uh, you know, my fucking metal health bonus, you know a lot of people disagree with but I kind of think that doctors and the, uh, the NHS report kind of would and I, can't, I can't believe that but again it's up to people whether or not they believe that they have the information in front of them and kids can fucking read 15 year old lads can read you know, um, all that information and they might be they might be like right they might be more measured in their approach to long term training and be like right well I'm going to look like Jay Cutler inside a year if I eat fucking Today. But that, that's
0: all that's it though, man. Like it, it's just it's just a wee bit of fucking education. That's all it is. And like actually teaching people rather than uh, making them blindly follow and making them completely dependent on you. It's actually going. No, hold on. I'm gonna like completely open this book and go. I do X, Y, and Z, and I look like this um fucking maria but does x y and z and she's this good at that sport and and whatever and you're just like oh okay like and you you make a little bit more of um educated decision rather than fucking people just going blindly like how many mistakes did you make when you started training i think i think i could make a book and i will never be able to finish it because i've got that many mistakes i can put in Honestly, it's it's ridiculous, man.
2: And uh, like, I still, I still make I still make mistakes now. I mean, like I I made a mistake in October when uh, I was um when I injured my low when I injured my low back deadlifting and yeah. you know deadlift technique apparently. But I at that time I I because of the way my life was going I stupidly mixed my deload load week with my heavy week. Don't know how the fuck, I managed to do that, I still don't know how I managed to do that, my hamstrings were that fucking exhausted that I ended up damaging the lower back and I lost 50, 60 kills on the deadlift. So, um, well,
0: that's, that's the thing, man, I think that's a, I think that's a really important point when you said, like, your life was at a little bit of a t- topsy-turny sort of place, because, like, it's usually the case when you, either your head's not okay or fucking life's all over the place. And you like ignore all warning signs your body's telling you, and you're like, "Fuck this! I need to do this."
2: Fuck off. Many times I ignored it, and then eventually, Pine yep. told me to fuck off and I had to listen. I was like, "Okay, not a problem." Yeah. Um, but yeah, like things, I mean, like, I mean, we still make mistakes training and stuff. Everyone will still make mistakes training. including, including I mean, like, I remember watching um, Strongest Man in History, and Eddie Hall made a mistake. Nearly injured himself when he when he loaded a uh, a the the uh, the people he's in like a hit lift. Um, mm. and uh, Nick Best was telling him, dude, that's gonna fucking hurt your back." And he's like, "No, if will not even notice it, he's like, dude, you will notice it." And he pulled it. He, he noticed it. Okay, everyone's everyone even at the highest level still make state still makes mistakes. But having like but oh but admitting that you're probably gonna do that. And knowing that that's probably going to happen at some point, make sure you, make sure you put things in place to mitigate against those sort of things. You make on ones that cripple you for six months. Maybe mean that you have to sit out, or maybe have to go a bit lighter on one session. You know that kind of thing. Or maybe you have to finish your workout half hour really, rather than doing doing extras at the end because you. Bit easier. That's mm. fine. Like, and to to all those like. You know, I mean, I've seen the lessons you've got on this show. It's pretty cool. Um, like you talked to so all those, you know, kids and stuff that are being frantic about the way they're training. My advice that is, just ask someone for help. Ask someone for help who mm. knows what they're doing, okay, and that could be honest with you. And if you hear a trainer say, if you hear a PT saying to you, um, "Oh, don't worry, dude. Like it's like you need like it, you need to do this, 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 and this," and it sounds really, really complicated ignoring because they're yep. it, it's bullshit it's they're
0: bullshit. they're covering something up Sorry? like if they're I, I've, always, I've always found this with trainers uh, with coaches and, and, and trainers right most of the time we're not talking elite level here we're talking about kids and even people that are, are new to training most of the time if they turn around and they make it really really complicated they're trying to hide something that they don't fucking understand or know because they're trying to throw so much information at you that you're just like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, sure. And then you walk off and they seem like fucking biggie, big bollocks. Who knows his, his stuff? Well, if you if I came up to you and he's just like, um, Mr. Kieran, like, what what should I fucking do? And you just turn around and... I about
1: to to my
2: time in Indonesia, that oh, Mr. Kieran. It's like, your credit card being been declined. So anyone listening in Indonesia, that is not a comment on all your people. That is a comment on one Indonesian person. But well, that's you what know, happens right? when. And as, as you don't know them, okay, you can't. You can't. Well, their cousins, they will be cousins, won't they? Bot on impression, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, go on. So finish, finish, finish your point. Once you. Once you
0: finish uh, your what oh, what was Oh yeah, and you turn around and go. <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, you fucking turn around and go. I want you to, um, squat bench deadlift, overhead press. Do some pull ups. Be able to do your, um, do a push up and work your core. I'll be like, oh, is that it? Do I not need to do the fucking fancy incline, single arm, externally rotated, pronated, fucking blah blah blah? I'm like, no, don't be a dick. Do the basics. Come back to me in three years.
2: Basics still. The basics still. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, every program I've. I've had this worked. It's been it's been very basic and in, in terms of like in, in in the approach. So basically, I, I obviously as a powerlifter, I look at what are my weaknesses. How do I strengthen those weaknesses? So for instance, I was really I'm really slow off the floor with deadlifts. Okay, once mm. I get it once I get it to, to my knees, that fuck is getting up. Okay, and I'm fine. Mm. That's how. It, so my approach to to, to getting better at that was uh, was deficit deadlifts. Okay, and. I, I, and out of nowhere, fucking my speed off the ground improved because I was used to pulling from a from a bigger range of motion, and then when I went back to a conventional deadlift, okay, I just found that quicker. Okay, equally, uh, I know people that I train with who, but uh, there's one guy was very who doesn't have best front delts. Okay, so one of his accessory movements is uh, he he does dumbbell presses where he where he does um, where he uh, instantly rotates his he Thing. Yeah, he internally rotates his shoulder. Okay, so he gets so he gets um right turns his hand so he gets more internal rotation therefore engage more with his um uh front delts and equally as well to sort of by the way out there and turn too much internal rotation is bad. He also does a lot of rowing counter that. Okay. You know he, he has really weak front delts he does stuff specifically to target his front delts when he's benching bench is stronger. I, I mean the, the the bench program that I showed you. I know that you've had problems with your triceps in the past. Mm. I want to try it, right? It's that fucking simple. You don't need to start thinking. Okay, well, I've got to bench it this time and do it this slow and then do it this quick and then I've got to do bands this way and then reverse bands and all that shit. Like mm. which a lot of people do. And no, then I've got to do I've got to do bicep curls the same day as squat so the blood gets redirected. <laughs> back. Dude, that was a genuine thing from sit yeah. back, right? He tried to sell program, and he called the d- he's like, so he, he was fuck <laughs> me, this is hilarious. He was saying that um, most of the times in the gym, people have what's called um, single sets, and then uh, and then um, uh, fucking drop sets, and they have uh, fucking uh, like like compound sets, and I'm like, all right, cool. The different what I'm gonna talk about is monster sets. I'm like, alright, cool. So and you say that monster sets basically you pair two completely different muscle groups together. Um like like you say you'll do like a deadlift with then like with then like tricep extensions. So you divert the blood from all the major from muscles used for a deadlift just straight into the triceps and that'll blow you the size of your triceps up while keeping your deadlift strong. And I'm like, what the fuck are you going on about? Now if anyone finds that video, that wasn't verbatim what he said. That's just the gist of what he was getting at. And basically, no, at the end of the video, he put, if you want this program, it costs this much. And I'm like, there we go. There it is. That's yeah. what I was fucking waiting for. Like, that's <laughs> fucking bullshit that's being sold. through all That's what I was saying before. If, if you go up to someone and you don't know what you're doing and, they, and they're, they're starting to overcomplicate things, they're probably going to try and sell you something. Because the more they overcomplicate something and the more you feel like you're dead, the more you'll feel like you'll need them. Okay, I've said to one of my clients who uh, is a junior player and a footballer. Um, I said, I said to him, that I've ever, I said to him when I started training, that I said, because he's injured at the moment and he's trying to get back into doing, he's got trying to get back rolling, and back playing football. I said, Lee, my goal with you is to make sure you never need me again. Which is a yep. very weird goal, okay? Considering that you know that's what my business depends on is having constant clients, but. If I if, if I have him dependent on me forever, I have not done my job correctly. Okay. I've said so that's, I've that's said the point.
0: same thing that every client, every single client I've ever had, I've said exactly the same thing. My goal is to make myself unemployed.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but there are so many PTs out there, and dude, I'm this. This is the kind of words I've been waiting to hey.
1: <laughs> There
2: are PTs I know that that um that have that that keep their clients dependent on them by. By either writing bad programs or by, uh, or by fucking you know like giving them shit advice. But but constantly the thing is though, man, the idea that they need them because they're not there yet. Do you, know
0: what I mean? you are not there yet, fucking that. Oh no, nah, that oh that's a pet peeve for me, man, because like yeah. that that makes people never never like never proud of where they are. So if I went, oh like key, you're doing you're doing really well with your powerlifting, but you're not there yet you would be on a complete downer, yeah, just exactly. just from that little fucking, um, that little the sentence. When, and
2: the time when I uh, pulled my back, basically, like, I was in that mindset where I was like, I'm not there, like, I realised, like, I'm not there yet, so I need to, live. even though my hamstrings are fucked today, I need to do this set of deadlifts, mm-hmm. but I would never, but it was ironic, cause I would never say that to a client, I'd say, no, we need to take, we need to take a step back, we need to take mm-hmm. it off another mm-hmm. week just to recover. We need to see how you're feeling next time. It's fine. It's a long process. We don't say, but at the time, my head was, my head was the other people in my category right now are deadlifting this. I need to catch them up so even. Okay, so yeah. when I'm on that fucking, po- so, so when I, on that podium day, when it comes to fucking a deadlift, I'm trying to blow every fucker away that's, that's, that's on that platform with me.
0: Yeah. Next
2: thing you know, I'm, I've lost 60 heels off my deadlift to have that mindset. And if PTs are giving people this mindset, that's when you start seeing that's when you start to see people develop habits that we know are unhealthy. So a guy who's a kid who's not big enough, you're not there yet, he starts frantically eating fucking shitloads and Mackeys and Burger King and KFC, getting all the fucking calories in, right? Next and he thing gets... You know, he's, he's, he's slower, he's tired, he's got his salt sugar right up and down, you know, or the car about, about, so can't being, um, sorry, the flip side being a girl who's trying to get thinner for a wedding.
0: Yeah, okay, that's here we go.
2: Here we go. And they're not. And they're not there yet. Shit, I'm gonna look ugly on my wedding day. Okay, I'm gonna look fat on my wedding day. I'm not gonna fit into my dress. My husband, my, my fiance is gonna dump me at the altar. Fucking, which, which you know, fuck, fuck me, man. Like, that'd be an awful thing. So they're starting to think I need to stop eating. So they stop eating. The next thing, you, the next thing, you know, especially with women, they go into the into starvation mode because you don't want to um and then they start to say fat, but they're all so they start to store more fat than they, than they think. Then they're the the weaker during the day. They're, they're tired all the time. the fucking they're, they're arsey with people. By the way, I'm not saying that I'm not saying girls you're arsey with your guys because you're tired. I'm just saying that a common effect of, being, of having like 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 if there's any if there's any girls fucking writing a hashtag right now kind of thing. <laughs> And they started to say that i was at the empty because i didn't eat enough right like, that's not what i'm saying chill the fuck out uh, oh i've i've
0: just realized i've not had a lady on the podcast yet i need to get one on oh my word how, how misogynistic
2: are you are you saying the
0: podcast? oh here we go here we like, go
2: so
0: I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go outside and there's gonna be a whole line of them waiting with pitchforks and a fucking burning torch and no, I um, I don't know. I don't. I just, I don't know many. I don't know many female trainers.
2: Um, I know a few. I remember. I remember. Um, like of the, of the female trainers I know that are actual, that are actually good trainers. Uh, that I've that I've seen in person. Francis, who used to work with at Pure, was a very very good PT. They're like just the, um. She because one of the good things about her and a lot of one of the good traits in PTs is admitting when you don't know something,
0: yes, not just agreeing with things.
2: So, I, I, so for instance, I was talking to her one day about um, uh, just about like why squatting on a Smith machine is a bad idea, and Mm. she was like, she was genuinely listening, but equally, man, this girl by the way, this girl was a boxer and she knew how to fucking you know, like she knew how to box, and I would never say to her oh you don't know you fucking like you like you don't know how to plunge because you fucking definitely did um but the thing that she wasn't good at she would she would you know she would like have to listen to about and she would never profess to noise something she doesn't whereas there were so many pts i've seen one guy in particular who uh
0: guys it, but it's a fucking ego thing though isn't it and toxic masculinity and then we can't admit that we don't understand or don't know
2: I to, indeed i said to a girl last week who um i mean this is when i'm asking you about it she's Transpired that she, like I knew I knew the diagnosis I knew The symptoms for she and didn't know how I didn't know the ways to, to deal with it I thought I thought I had a bit of an idea but I wasn't sure so like look I'm not gonna tell you how to you know how to manage this because I don't know I said I sort of need to, to ask some people that, that do know um, mm. and then get back to you and that's exactly what I did I messaged you some people you knew about it and I've mm. helped her out now with it I'll give it I'll prescribe the things to do mm. um uh for uh, like. For for example, for those that are listening, just so you know, thinking, you know, not just making it up. Like I gave her um, band resist, band resistive flexion. Okay, so that she would mobilise uh, mobilise her Achilles and the calf. Okay, Cause, and relieve a lot of the tension and tightness that, that's present in those areas. She's now amongst other things as well that she was prescribed to do, and she's no longer got, she no longer has those pains when she's in the gym doing doing the certain exercises that that probably are. Um. But the things if I if I had said to her, oh yeah, I know how to do that, and I didn't, and I lied, and I made something up. She's probably still being a lot of pain now, and I've failed in my job. Okay, I've done I've done a fucking, you know, I've I've fucked because I fucked someone over the, you know, to sort of preserve, preserve my ego, and I see that all the fucking time, man. And I see, and I do think that's a massive problem with our industry is PT. There are, it's high. I would say that good PT is now in the minority. Because yeah, yeah,
1: know. PT. All, all you need in level,
2: but for those listening outside of the UK, if you if you're in the UK, all you need to do is have your level three Diploma. Now, all now I'm not now for that to get that certification, or like obviously it's different across. We need to cross with level one.
0: Um, don't get me be, started with the level one.
2: Sorry, you know, mate, I, don't I, I, don't I, get I, me started. But, but all you need all you need for all you need for this is uh, is in some days you can get that done in a weekend. Okay, or you are to go on like a few week course, which are very, which in reality are very cheap, okay, because they, like some do some cost like a thousand, maybe two thousand pounds, but you can pay that off in very small installments and it's interest free, okay. And that's like that's that is that is such a low entry barrier for something where you're being asked to change someone's life,
0: okay. Yeah, man, we we're, we're literally given the best compliment anyone could ever give another human being someone walks walk through the doors and trusts you with their health
2: and trust you with their goals and aspirations and therefore their mental health and yeah life. like, <laughs> like I, I mean i the, the reason why i still go to raw and the reason why i still have the same coaches even though i am myself a coach is because one they keep me accountable but two i know they're i know they're right and i know because i yep. have them before i know they've got my best interests at heart even because when I had when I had when I had no money, I they will give me programming free and they will let me train there for free. Okay, mm. and I, I'm talking I genuinely genuinely now of it. And then afterwards when I got money, think fucking I fucking Wales fans and bought him a Wales top, which really made me really made me cringe. Uh, yeah. Uh, of course, Sarah Sarah something Um, but about to say before, like, I'm not saying that if you only have a level three diploma, you're a shit PT. Of course no. not. Okay, I'm just okay. Because I, I know I know people that only have a level three, and and they're fantastic because they, they read up all the time, and they they do the the, the things that that um, you now talk about, like knowing, like admitting we you don't know something, asking for help from other PTs, sharing sharing your ideas with people for free, and trying to get and trying to have people's best interests at heart, which quite frankly is fundamental to whether or not you're a good PT, whether or not you have your client's interests at at heart more than your
0: own. So I and mean, that's person. a it's difficult, though, isn't it, man? Because, like, that is, um, that's something I feel so strongly about, man. Like, you have to be last in this thing. However, however, that's a really, really fucked up concept because a lot of the time, you as a person, not just you as a trainer, you as a coach, you as a fucking role model or whatever you want to be called, you as a person gets royally fucked up from it and you end up burning
1: out.
2: You have to do in this game is ridiculous, and for a lot of the time you get a lot of money. You know, you don't you don't earn as much money
0: as you think. I mean, the average PT salary in this country. Is $1, How much?
2: But it's about twenty one thousand.
0: Uh, I wasn't on that when I was in the UK. So you, you
1: probably aren't. <sighs> aren't on less, than that, boy. less than yeah. that, less than that, but
2: yeah. But that's the thing. Like he's still in reality not that high for what we have been asked to. Do. But again, it comes back to the issue of um of uh, the low entry barriers because there are so many pts now in the industry like you said that, i mean i did economics in uni prior to doing doing a uh, massive um because <laughs> you got such a high supply you the, the the and such a high quantity that the wages and, and the demanded price of the pts asked for is huge right okay? mm. and what the values us further are those bad pts because they create they create an image Of of good PTs has been bad, okay. Mm. And we have to do so much to convince them ones. okay. So, like, for instance, I was when I was, I remember distinctly when I was working, I remember one day, um, uh, one of the PTs I saw him teaching a guy who was clearly, and I don't mean any respect to this guy in particular, clearly brand new to the gym, okay. You could Mm. tell He he was pretty aimless when he was walking, didn't know what to do, he was doing a couple of machines wrong, um. Like you know, just like he and he and he was quite, quite, quite an overweight man. Right, fair enough. He was, but, he, but fair fucks, he was in the gym trying to make a difference. Okay, and that yeah. that's important. He asked, he asked this particular PT how how to squat. Okay, now considering the size of the guy and and just the, the where this guy must have on the knees, I would have done. I would have immediately conducted a little bit of a mobility screening just to assess his squat capabilities. Okay, mm-hmm. things like things like knees. Uh, all testing testing, hit mobility like like adduction, abduction, etc. Just to see if this guy can can perform can just a body weight spot. This guy this PT put him straight on a Smith machine, which I fucking lost my mind. Right? The only thing a Smith machine is Smith machine you it is unlike a regular barbell where it, where a regular barbell you can move it in and out of the rack. a, a Smith machine barbell is fixed to two vertical poles and he moves up and down, okay? Which means that it, whatever movement you're doing on that on that particular apparatus, that you are locked into a range of motion. Okay. Yeah. Now with a squat, you do not want to be locked into a range of motion because when when we squat, when even though we want the bar, the bar path to be pretty much straight, okay, hmm. there is there there is a little bit of, there is a little bit of a backward movement, okay, in in the to, to allow to allow your hips to come to come backwards. Um, Sorry, that was a retarded way. He was backwards. Why like hips come backwards? Fuck me. No, your hips come, your hips off, and your hips come come down, and your bum goes backwards. And there's a slight, back, there's a slight reverse movement with the bar. Okay, it's not 100% perfectly straight like a Smith or like on a Smith machine. Okay, the reason we teach that is to is to, is to promote like having good posture and to keep and to and to keep the the, the force the, the driving force upward. Constant and in a straight line. Okay, so we maximise efficiency in the lift itself. With a Smith machine, because we're locked into range of motion, what it causes is is is, is my hand. Rather than the spine coming like coming back in a normal in a normal way, and then then deviating, then coming out and following the line of the and following the line of the of the hips going backwards. What happens instead is because he's locked into range of motion, the bottom of the spine ends up ends up slightly curving inwards like this. Okay. That's really, it's a, really, fucking bad. It's, it's know, a know, podcast. They can't know. see you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so was, on, I don't know if they can fucking see. Right. On, <laughs> right I'll the description down. Right. Fucking. I thought they could. Because I can see you. I'm thinking, oh, shit. Shit, man. These people are going to be fucking. Ah, oh, fuck off. Right. No, it's
0: because I'm, I'm it's, beautiful. It's, you wanted to see me. He's alone.
2: Yeah. He's alone fucking. Right. If you get naked, then fuck it. If <laughs> I'm not see this. I'm starting a 40 degree room fucking with. with, with hey. Those, adults, was... those that can't see me, I'm really good looking. Okay, really good looking. I'm six foot seven. I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but I'm ethnic. Um, I'm not going to say <laughs> which. It also a particular group can't get pissed off at me. Saying he's marginalising us. fuck off, right? What? Um, anyway, fucking low, the lower spine ends up. Sorry, the spine ends up curving in at the moment in an unnatural position. Okay, which is very, very, which obviously is very compromising for your lower vertebrae and the surrounding discs. A way to com- a way to combat that pain on a smith is to, move you- is to move your knees further forward. So you're doing pretty much like a wall sit. But what that does with with the weight as well is it causes, is often, if you load the weight up enough, it causes internal rotation of your hip. So you end up getting a lot of pelvic damage, a lot of hip damage, and you get like massive glute tears if you load that fucker up too much. Okay? This PT did not know that shit, okay? And he's fucking telling this, this, poor-, this poor lad to, um, to, to jump on this, Smith. So I said to the guy, do me a favour, mate, don't leave the gym without talking to me first. And he was like, okay. And I just said to him, like, mate, I, I, I mean it in the politest way, um, please disregard what that lad said to you, because if you listen to him and follow his advice, you're probably going to get injured. I said, this is how you should you should approach squatting, okay? First of all, we need to see whether or not you have the capability to do, uh, to do, a, box, to do a normal body weight squat if you can do that great okay over time we'll, we'll increase the wet reps then we'll increase the then we'll increase the weight using kettlebells and start and, and start doing cues like slowing down the downward movement pausing at the bottom and accelerating upwards you know the the tempo if you can't do bodyweight squat we have a regression for that as well often often squat into a high box and sitting down and then coming back up out over time we can then just start to look at putting barbells on your back um and then eventually like but but, but with lower weights and eventually loading up the weights so you can squat normally okay it's a long road if for a lot of people okay and PT selling the idea that that road's shorter is so glamorous someone that thinks thinks they're at the bottom of the you know thinks they're much further away from their goal that they are the idea of being close of someone telling you that you're close to that goal is really really dangerous because Mm. especially if, if then if they're obviously not like this like this
0: uh, chat that have uh,
2: mentioned
0: it makes them rush man sorry it makes them rush it it makes them think okay well this is for a season not a not a reason sort of thing I'm gonna um I'll be I'll be five percent body fat with twelve packs and um you know an extra testicle in, in three months. Uh and it's just like well no that's not the fucking case. Like I've been I've been lifting weights. By the way, what would you do with an extra testicle? Um I think I'd keep it as a spare, you know. Or maybe, maybe, if she, if she's a good one, I'd load them all up just to give her an extra treat.
2: Do you know what i do? I'd, like, dress them up in, like, little, like, tuxedos. Little oh. Clothes. It'd um, be, like... Yeah. And like, like a public know, show. Because, 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 because most people don't have three testicles. If you do, if you do, by the way, please know I am marginalising you. You are a freak. Um, <laughs> Because most all them have like, three balls, like no one would know what that show was, and it'd only be at the end where the curtain comes down, i.e., being your monster cop, and they'd be like, "Oh shit, that was a, that was balls all along," and then they'd be baffled and sleep.
1: Be...
0: <laughs> you wouldn't know what to do with it though, man. Like, you in getting away. Like I, I sit on my nuts on on a good day. If I had three of them, I'd be fucked
2: one of it you well, things are the good thing though. Is if one of them pops, you've still got two more, which is the normal amount. Again, if you've got three, you're a freak,
0: it's true. Yeah, it's you can be a little bit more you know, uh, risky with with your nuts, you can swing them around a little bit more.
2: So, because, because back to back to the you know, the topic of combination that people like shooting for because, <laughs> because yeah, like if you've started, if you've, if you've just joined us at the ball of conversation, <laughs> um, like if, um because, these, because a lot of these PTs sell the idea of, of, uh, of having a short amount of time. To to goal. Trying to t- t- say to someone that it's going to take a little bit longer, and being frank with them, it isn't. It's quite it's it's, it's, quite a, it's um he's really damaging to like some PT success. I mean, I remember this girl. I remember seeing this girl who had um she basically had had like bit of cartilage removed after an accident after a car accident. She'd never had She never had good physio but you just saw like she uh, physio the, the art that she had in particular wasn't very good but that particular thing that she had wrong I knew how to deal with it it was just gonna take a quite a long time of regular, tra- regular training and rehab okay obviously you know like you, you know that if you've got cartilage removed in your knee acting acting like that it's gonna take you a while but this girl's not happy with that shit because I, mm. I mean I think I said to her you, so the price I gave to her that amount of months she was then like well that's like that's like 6% of my yearly salary or whatever the fuck it was I like that I was like yeah but you'll be able to walk properly and train properly and you know mm. not like that's but she's like well he's well another PT that uh, the, the of the of the, of the friend says that he won't take that long and I'm like well, I was like the the i was like the how long did they say? It said two months and I went fucking lying to you. Right? Two months to get but to get to get back to full health after your cartilage removed after a car accident. Like in your knee. Mm. Like that was just clearly, clearly bullshit. But mm. because what one PT who was clearly fucking lying to her had said, it then lost me a potential client because she just didn't believe me. As far as I know, she's still not recovered.
0: Mm. You know, like, I, I used to um like obviously when I used to treat people back home with a bit, of, a bit of sports therapy, and it used to be uh 30 quid for half hour or 50 quid an hour, right? And um, I used to get I used to pretty much be booked up, and it was it was sweet ass. But um, you know, there were some clients that come up and come in and be like, Well, you know, Jimmy Bob down the road can do it for 20 quid an hour, and I'm like, All right, mate, if you if you think my prices are a little bit too expensive. That's absolutely fine. I'm sure we can come to some arrangement. However, if you, um, you know, if you think you want to go to Jimmy Bob because he's gonna he's gonna charge you less than half and he's gonna give you the same uh, level of service than myself, then um, good luck. And I'll see you in about two weeks when you're still hurt. Like exactly,
2: and, and, and as we all know, Jimmy Bob definitely fucks his cousin. Um, <laughs> there, there, is, there is there is that. Like Jimmy, Bob, Jimmy Bob's there. Uh, Family reunion, going hmm, hello, right? Um, <laughs> no, I, I don't understand completely what you're saying, and that's what goes back to for the fact that it's so easy to become a D, mm-hmm. and therefore devalues the those that are clearly committed to the to uh, to this industry and want to and want to help, but we still have to make a living. It compromises. It compromises. You know how much, how likely we are to be successful. Don't
0: don't get me wrong, man. I think there's fucking. I think there's um value in giving stuff away for free and free information and helping people and I do think there's a lot of value in
2: it I really like I mean and on by the way my my website will be live in a couple of weeks. There's, there's free programs on there for people that yeah. wanna try new things and I want them to have them. Like for instance the uh bench only program I have because of both guys want to get a bigger bench and stuff. That is for free. I don't want mm. any fucking that. However if there's a power to the ones to peak for a competition, wants to start training with me and using my time, then I'll charge them the rate I have. And it's it's interesting that we're saying this because there's equally as well, like there are there are still there are also people I know that have more than just a level three diploma, and they're not very good at what they do. But mm-hmm. I will say, it's the more and more qualifications that you have, the more and more books you've read, it's pretty much straightforward that you've got to be better at what you do to be, be a
0: better coach and a better PT. A lot of it is the fucking people skills, though, man, and like having the, the, the empathy for people and like the be, being on the floor for fucking countless and countless and countless hours of just interaction with people. And you end up learning different personality traits and you end up learning how to fucking deal with people. And yeah. like that can't be bought in a degree. You know no, what I mean? It can't be. It
2: really can't. It can't be. Absolutely. And that's saying that the people who I know are no level three PTS only. Um, some of them fantastic for what they do because they have those people skills and they have the ability mm. to recognise someone, you know, when they're having a bad day. And I mean, I've I, one of my clients at the moment. Um, one of my clients at the moment, like, her uh, she's having a very tough time with a with, with family issues and stuff. And mm. I know that she's not 100% committed to her diet and stuff as best you know, because her mind's other things. And that's absolutely fine because. Uh, but he, that's, at that point, then, I then see how good I am as actually the coach because then I, then I have to go out of my way to sort of see if she's okay and try and do little ways of making <coughs> her situation not seem as big so that she's still, mm. still on so, the pathway to getting a goal that's clearly now just been a little bit delayed.
0: Through. So you're now no longer a fat loss coach for that session, now it's more of a therapy session. Now it's a, okay. You're gonna come in. You're gonna get some movement. We're gonna to go towards your goal. Granted, however, the the goal of this is the of this session is to bleed out whatever's going on between your hair, between your ears, and like use it in a physical way, and then you leave this place in a better place. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And I think a lot of um, a lot of people, a lot of people that, that can't recognize that in, in their clients Aren't worth the money then? Because, no, because they're, they're clearly only invested in getting through that session, and then, but then, about earning that thirty quid, forty quid, the yeah, whatever the fuck it might be. That that is a problem, you know? And that, like, then you seeing people not as people, but as just as just, like, like, just a a bit like I said, like just someone that you can get money out. Mm-hmm. It's like first with emotions and feelings and and all that shit going on. I mean, my my like. <laughs> My coach definitely earned his money on my last one of my last competitions, because for my deadlift, I uh, I was a right fucking moody bastard. And I was just unhappy with, just, I just said, I was like, I fucking don't feel right here, mate. This is fucking shit. Like, mm. I, I feel weird, and I feel like, I'm trying to bomb this. And he literally just put me in the corner of a room and said, right, breathe, don't start deadlifting yet now and this is what you're going to do okay i end up like i know equally mad because you do how to fucking reset me and get me back to what we am doing. and there's and so many pts i've seen oh, all in the past on a bad day or oh, oh, oh no good ones is for instance a client hasn't turned up you don't contact them to say where to say why didn't you turn up is everything okay they contact them to say um if you want to reschedule you need to let me know by this day or else you have watched your session mm fuck me that's demoralizing if you because that person could have i don't know they could their dog could have died that day and they just now read this shit, right like mm. that's what so you're right having the people skills is massively important and i suppose that everyone does um yeah fuck.
0: it's difficult man i think um i think another thing that that's just sparked another like um sort of mental idea whatever you want to call it is like people also need to respect the personal time of a coach because many times like, you know, we work in a gym, right. And we need to train as well. One, because it's our therapy Two, because it's what we love to do. And we've always done it. And three, if we were a fat cunt, would you really like appreciate us and, and hire us a coach? The answer is fuck no. Like, so I'm like, okay, like this, this is my time to train sort of thing. And if I give you a, if I give you a time parameter and you, are late and you go over that time or you don't turn up or for whatever and then you come into the gym and I'm training but you expect me to be free for you I'm like I'm sorry but I gave you two till three I waited till two you're not here nah I'm, I'm training I'm getting my session done early and then I'm going home and I'm cracking on with all the other stuff I need to do like it goes back to like Especially when you start out as a coach, you you basically live hand to fucking mouth for years. And like I can't remember the last time I didn't work two jobs to do the shit that I want to do. And it's just like, that's, <laughs> that's not okay. If you wanted to be an accountant, but then you had to go clean floors at nighttime to be an accountant during the day, people would be like, that's fucked up, that's wrong. You need to go talk to the boss. But because we're in the private sector, because... They fucking, we're a coach, and people look at us like, oh, you know, you're you're into fitness or whatever. Like, it's okay to get treated like shit. So
2: I think, I think, I mean, I've had, um, I've had a mixture of treat, uh, like, talk to me, like, when, when I'm i not as a coach. For instance, the guy who uh, who when I train during the day, he in office next door, and he's very respectful of the fact that I'm training, and he leads me to it. Uh, but equally as well, like he will off, he will say he'll he'll be like, oh, like he'll, you know, he'll chat to me if he sees I'm free and just put But he won't say to me anything about his training unless like he's, you know, he really needs to. Which yeah, he hasn't done it in fairness. Um, but at the same time, like when me and him are training, it's all about training and dude. And we talk about mutual interests and stuff. Um, for like saying he's, he's into jiu-jitsu, so we talk about MMA and UFC because he's a massive UFC fan. Um, mm. but, but like as as well, like um, I've had people that have been very disrespectful about me when I'm coaching other people. Happening. Mm. So I remember when I was at, um, before I was uh, giving I was giving someone a trial session, okay, to show them what I could offer them. That's the thing. Trial sessions, I think, are a, a more like a, I, I I don't mind doing them, but at the same time, like when it doesn't turn into a client, I'm like, oh, but at the same time like they should still be, I think I don't mind offering them. But anyway, I was um, giving someone a giving someone a trial session, and I was I was working with him for a front squat, um, and they were quite a technical movement squat if you've never done it. Um, and I had one of my one of my current clients just come up to me and start talking to me about the training, and I didn't. I was just there like, okay, you can see me with someone else mid lift, okay, mm. like have a little just just realise maybe I mean if they just what if they were genuinely concerned like that's fine but he just came up to me as I was talking to this person helping them out with the cues and, and the commands and stuff. They were like like can I need your help with this I was like oh yeah." Eh. <laughs> so I'm like, can, he, can he wait so I just said I was like I was like uh I was like I'm really sorry but can can I I'm just with this person at the moment um we'll be finish up in about half an hour can i meet can I meet you for a chat downstairs because I'll, I'll i'll be free then You're like oh have you gone by then i went well okay but I'm, I'm busy now i'm really sorry but i'm busy now he's like well but i'll be gone I was, i'm thinking about. i'm like well gone then but it can't be that urgent the dick right i didn't say that right i was just there, like oh, i'm really sorry i just kept repeating it i just kept repeating it. i'm really sorry i'm with this person i'll be free in half an hour I was like, "Are you sure you can't wait till then?" They was like, "Fine, I suppose I'll have to." I'm like, "Yeah, you fuck." Right? So, I was like there. So was all like, so "I saw then." said this person, "I'm really sorry about that," because they're there, feeling, thinking, "Oh, I'm not in you know, not committed to, to them," and you mm. know, and that's obviously, you know, not the case. Mm. So, so, yeah. And another one, right? Is uh, fucking. I remember hearing a guy. So, new nu- nutrition in the industry is is is, in, is funny. Cause again, it comes back to if you hear something sound dead fucking complicated, it's fucking bullshit, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> the amount of people I've, I've heard who were saying like you need to you need to drink green tea in order to lose weight. All right, I thought that. Of all?
0: I thought that's the thing. Green tea and three sugars.
2: Green tea, three sugars, and a diet coke. Right, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be a size six by next week, mate, right, don't worry about it, fucking, like, I I understand, I understand that not everyone knows about diet, not everyone knows about nutrition, that's absolutely fine,
1: Mm.
2: equally, not everyone knows about how to fucking repair a car, not everyone knows about how to fucking do heart surgery, not everyone knows, like, how to fucking drive a bus, okay, that's fine, that's why we're here to help them. So when you so when you tell someone the wrong fucking thing or something ridiculously overcomplicated, that is the equivalent of, preparing someone's car wrong so that it's dangerous. in mean, driving a driving a bus I've into, that into a lake, right? Or fucking what was the other one? I gave Oh, heart surgery. Blowing someone's heart up. Go with that. That's funny, right? Um, you need like the amount of like I I remember getting back to someone I mentioned earlier. Something shred talking about like this food has this thermic effect on the fat and it will melt it and i'm like fucking what right that is not like fat is not melted off like mm. we say melting fat that that's doesn't, that's not how it works again mm-hmm. at all right it's, it's metabolized effects of food and i'm like and what the fucking going on about
0: which over- which over- technically content. is a thing
2: Right, it's, okay. Uh, I, I, I want I to say it's this not
0: the technically, most important thing. it's a thing, right? But it's like, oh, I can't think of an analogy, but you're talking about not even 0.1 of a percent. It's like, oh, if you eat a chicken breast instead of a slice of bread, you probably have burnt two more calories digesting that than the bread, okay? Two calories, not no,
2: no, nothing, which. In that instance, right, you're looking at the most important thing, which is why I was saying, why would you start talking about thermic effects, which you're right, are a thing, when that it's nowhere near as relevant as carbon deficit. Okay? Yeah.
0: Like it's just- like looking at the top of the pyramid before getting the base. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like you just you just couldn't yeah, do it.
2: And uh, you need like people need to be overcomplicated. Sorry. Right?
0: I just said you wouldn't do it. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't build a pyramid upside down. Like, point down and big base at the top.
2: No, of course
0: Because it's inevitably going to fucking fall over.
2: Yeah, which, by the way, that's why, lads, you should squat rather than just do curls and bench and shoulders. You should always True. squat. Okay? Have a bigger lower body than your upper body and you won't fall over.
0: Trust me, you can't fuck a chick with your arms.
2: Um Deadlifts, to leave that
0: deadlifts, and squat. Get some hip extension going. You're good.
2: What would you um so like? What would you say is uh, something all new all trainers need to learn to for, for, for be a good coach? Is there something specifically that you think everyone should know. This
0: people skills.
2: Yeah, I'd say people skills too. I mean, terms more in terms of training.
0: Uh what? What specifically? Know how to coach? Uh, yes. I'd say the compound list.
2: I, I I would I would completely agree.
0: And I'd also go back to an earlier point that you said, man, was saying have the confidence to delegate to other coaches.
2: Yes. So, for I, example, I, I, go on. So I I was saying that I I I have this belief that in an ideal world that. There'd be less coaches in this industry, okay? There'd be would weed out the shit ones. And by the way, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm the, uh, the best coach going. On. I'm nowhere fucking near. But mm. I, in my opinion, the way I rate myself is I'd say I'm slightly above the prerequisites required mm. to be a coach. But there are so many that are way above the prerequisites. The prerequisites have been that I think are way higher than what the industry sort of accepted. It.
0: Okay. It's just, what what gets me, man, what gets me is when I see people that have, have just come out of that fucking diploma and they're coaching beginners how to Olympic weightlift.
2: Yeah. So are you talking more about the CrossFit Level 1 at that
0: point? Nah, nah, I'm talking about the diploma and they're just like, alright, yeah, now I'm going to teach you how to snatch and clean and jerk and I'm like... oh, hope
2: hover it. Hope so. Huh? Honestly, the, ones, the ones I've come across for that, for that Level 3 diploma don't... Exactly. So,
0: so why are they coaching it?
2: Exactly. So even
0: with the, that even goes back to the level one though. In fact, I'm gonna go. You've opened that can. I'm gonna fuck it in the ass. Right. You can get a fucking CrossFit level one and coach, and be a CrossFit level one trainer and coach in a box, and coach Olympic weightlifting. Okay. In the level one, you don't do Olympic weightlifting. So. You're basically getting a complete yeah. beginner. Nah, you're getting a complete beginner to coach you something they've never actually been qualified to coach. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a fucking great, great certificate. I think it's really good. I think the way they, they actually do it, Carl Stedman is an absolute genius. He's uh, the European uh, leader. He's done it for the past like 11, 12 years. That dude is insane. That guy can coach fucking anyone. And I had him for my level two, and it was an absolute honor to be in his presence again. And that dude is genuinely, I wouldn't fucking change it for the world. However, I don't necessarily agree with the format. But I think, I do believe that's only because CrossFit has blown up so quickly. And these gyms have just sprouted up everywhere. It's just been like, holy shit. Like, um, How do we sort of cope with this? But I do, I have seen fucking gyms being opened by a level one trainer. And that's like a PT getting their fucking um, gym instructor qualification. So they're level two, not even a PT qualification, and opening up their own gym. Yeah. It makes no sense. So I was going
2: to say before, um, in the ideal world, the majority of the bad PT would be out. And then mm. that's what you said about delegation. Um, less pts in the industry but we would delegate to the we would delegate to those that we knew were, so everyone would have like their own little communities for instance let's say there was let's say there was uh you me and my friend tony who's a bodybuilder okay some lad comes up to me saying that he wants to learn how to be a weightlifter I send him to you some lad comes up to tony and says to him oh teach me how to power and by tony's own um admission tony is no powerlifter okay like he. He uh, he doesn't have to do and stuff, and he finds it and he finds that training boring. He sent him to me, um, and then in the night, then someone calls you and say, "Make me make me into a bodybuilder." And you say, "All right, here's the number of the person you need to call." Okay. So yeah. You because know, like, I couldn't send I wouldn't send someone who wanted to be an Olympic weightlifter to uh, Hayden Bow. You know, Steffi Cohen's um, mm. uh, lad. Uh, I wouldn't send him because he's because he lives in England and that's in fucking Miami. And I wouldn't send someone to uh like uh fucking the gym Strong Geelong um to be to be a strongman competitor. I'd send them to um One of the Road in Ch. I not forget the name of it. But, uh, but it's um, what's the name now? Uh, Rhiannon. Um, I Um she was pretty uh, well strong. Strongest Woman. Um the, the yeah, for, to be to do strongman sending you to you send it to local uh, trainers who know what they're doing, mm. but they'd be. But then what happened then is again, but everyone had maximized the utility because they would be getting the most efficient share of clients, mm. or the most efficient spreader, efficient them spread if you will. they so will all be earning, will all be earning maximally, and, it's, and it's, at the same time, clients be getting the best possible um, uh, advice and coaching because mm. they wouldn't, have, because they wouldn't. Because they'd be, be sending to someone that's a specialist at that particular they'd be sent to someone that's a charlatan.
0: Yeah, man. I agree, man. But it's just keeping your circle. Like, I'm sure, sure you've got a circle. I mean, we're in the same circle, of course. Like, we're fucking brothers, for Christ's sake. And we both have different expertise, so that just goes hand in hand. But I mean, I'm sure we have different people. Like, if I. Um, I regularly on, on the regular have like therapy fucking questions and I will go back to the Cairo that I've not only treated me, but also in, it sort of inspired me to, to look more into that. I've got uh, rehab sort of questions, physio questions, and I'll go back to the, the physio I used to coach with like fucking years ago. I'm talking maybe four years ago, five years ago. Um, yeah, like we all have our, our little circle and we sort of like ask questions and learn off each other. And I think that's the beautiful side. However, like a lot of coaches, when they come into the industry, it's like, oh, now you're trying to take my clients. You're trying to take the food off my table sort of thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the case. If we all help each other out, trust me, in the long run, money will be flowing. Right now, it might be hard, but in the long run, it'll be flowing.
2: well it's a sign that if you're worried about getting it and you're worried about losing clients then you've got a reason to worry about losing clients you mustn't be very good at what
1: you
2: do like from, from my perspective like i i'm not worried about losing the people i have because i'm sure that i know the, the stuff i'm giving them but, like i know in my heart that what i'm doing is the right thing to do
1: mm. like,
2: if, if i didn't think i could help them i probably would have taken them on you know, like, if I didn't think I could, uh, you know, make, you know, there's one fella that I know the wants leaner on top, and he wants to get stronger in his body. He's a very hard oh, dynamic. He just wants to that he wants his legs bigger. He wants them stronger. All right, okay, cool. So he, he feels he feels weak doing, uh, you know, like squats and walking upstairs and shit. But he wants to look better up top for when he's out. All right, cool. We can make a programme for that. And I know, I know what to do for that. Equally... Like, if someone says to me, I want to win, I want to win a triathlon I'll have like, you are asking the wrong person. Yeah, okay? yeah, one well, cardio is bollocks, right? I've got a fucking power lift, so I don't do anything over five reps, right? Unless it's for the gram, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fucking video of God deadlifting, like, fucking for 10 reps, and I'm like, yo, look what Kieran did, but equally, fuck that shit. I ain't doing six sets of that bullshit, right? Sense
0: of, uh, the only the only thing the only cardio I do is set to 20 on back squats no I'm joking I've, I've started well I'd, last week I did a bit of conditioning
1: uh,
0: just a wee bit of crossfit again like I've not done crossfit in a while and I don't know I miss doing a wee bit of gymnastics my heart rate being a little high just having a bit of fun not like no time maybe I'll jump into a comp this year I don't fucking know dude but just just a little
2: I did do a competition in um, uh, in December, and it was me and my friend Dave. Uh, both us powerlifters. Dave was a strong dude. We were against people that were uh, uh, predominantly predominantly like just um, more, not not CrossFiters, but more more did more CrossFit style training. Mm. And it was a combination of the, the competition was a combination of powerlifting, strongman, and uh, CrossFit. Mm. And the, the fucking so so lists so. We at one point had to do. It was burpees followed by box squats, followed by like I think it was uh, jump squats and then battle ropes and then then sprints up and down. And I was fucking shagged. right? Mm. I was absolutely ruined. And right? I was there like, what the fuck? But before that, I'd done I'd done um, uh, bench press max reps at a certain weight. I didn't even fucking feel a thing. I was there like, right, let's go again. I'll do the fucking same number of reps. But, like, do you know I mean? Like, I was fucking fine. But the running up and down with shit, like, I was absolutely knackered. Last thing as well, like, I think that, I think, I think, I think that trainers should, should you say early on about, like, they should look a certain way. I do think they should be good, at, they should be proficient at what they're coaching mm. in themselves. So, certainly what their specialty is. Specialties. So, for instance, if if, like, Bodybuilding coaches should people that, that have bodybuilt themselves in many ways, you know, and tested what does and doesn't work for them, mm. and then come up with and had a bit of experience doing that to then offer advice. So, for instance, like if a power, so if, if a powerlifting coach who had never powerlifted was was writing a program and wasn't taking into consideration the wear and tear that lifting those fucking weights have, hard mm. over over a period of time, and therefore doesn't do things, like, apply things like deloads, and regressions, variation of movements, you know, like, to, to sort of diversify the training, and make sure that they're not neurologically as damaged, as, you know, a lot of people have seen happen, have been, or like, a lot of training can sort of, like, invoke, um, that person shouldn't be writing it, because he's not experienced it, like, I, I regularly program in deloads, for my, for, for people that have written power programs, because, um D loads help because D loads have helped you massively. I know the I, I understand the science behind D loading, um, and most good most good coaches in strength sports will program in D load sessions. You know, like I know I know um, uh, Rob Carney, Rob Carney, the uh, the strongman athlete, you're um, the first openly gay strongman. Mm. He was saying that his coach was uh, waiting for basically. Rob said to his coach after about 10, 11 weeks. Yo, I'm fucked. I need, I need a break. I need rest. I'm I'll do another deadlift. My bat's going to snap. And he went, okay, good. We're, we're at the point now. I was waiting for you to tell me this, fucked. I'm going to do a deload for a week. Okay, and we'll literally go on. This is going to be fine. 10, 14 days later, Rob was back in the gym feeling better than ever. Okay, and mm. I'm and at, the, at, the, uh, I think at the, I think I he's at the Arnold this year. I strongly believe he'll be the first person to through deadlift thousand pounds it's mm. fucking real. Okay? I mean, whatever the fuck that comes will be ridiculously high but yeah like you know you need to you need to be proficient in what your specialty is certainly and you do I do think you need to look like I do think it helps I don't necessarily think so because uh, you know let's say for instance a guy comes back from chemotherapy and he's skinny as fuck mm. that's not fair to you well you don't look like a bodybuilder okay or someone that's got mental health issues and has had a binge for six months and is ballooned and he's teaching someone else to you know lose fat. You can't just but I'm saying that most of the time you need to be at least healthy in yourself and look mm. and look sort of comfortable with training mm. before you can start coaching people on that training stuff. Okay. Um another fo- funny story from when I was at Psy okay Listeners fucking get right around me. I, uh, I was talking about my friend who was who is a bodybuilder, and this I understand about bodybuilding um, at the highest level. He doesn't do isolation exercises. Uh, sorry, isolation days. Today. He doesn't have a shoulders day and an arms day, for instance. He gets all his arm movements done, all his arm engagement done through compound lifts. So, uh, biceps he does, corpse, throws, uh, things like that, right? Uh, to come to target his uh, triceps, he does uh, bench, incline bench, military press, things like that but that works for him he's come third at a Britain, uh, British bodybuilding comp for that shit he clearly knows what he's doing, right? and he's got no reason to lie to me anyway, we were in the, I was in the office one day at PR and we were fucking talking about uh getting training, bodybuilding and stuff and he says, oh I've got a friend who's a good bodybuilder, he doesn't do like isolation exercises, he went, he must do. And I went, Well it doesn't and then one lad went, Nah, to get biceps like like what you ought to say, you need to do like biceps like three, four times a week. I was like, Well, no you don't, but okay, yeah. cool. Right? And then I heard this from my assistant manager. Okay. Now an assistant manager of a fitness inst of a fitness business or a fit or like or like a fitness company, you'd expect them to sort of you know shit about fitness, right? That's like having a fucking, like, guy at a, flight, like, fucking deputy deputy fire officer being like, like, oh, what's water gotta do with putting out a fire, right? So, she fucking goes, or, oh, oh, like, having, or, you know, having a fucking prime minister that isn't a fucking bumbling cunt, right? Or, I don't know, having a, having a fucking president that fucking knows how to, you know, do president stuff, right? You know, just shit like that. Anyway, she goes, well, you should only train biceps once a week. Okay, I'll bite. Why? Right? She goes, because well, 'cause they're a small muscle. Alright, cool. So then so then played a little bit dumb but also clever dumb. So I was like, Oh, you know, okay, okay, but does it not maybe depend on person it themselves, you know, like whether they're male or female, how much water they intake during the day, how 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 heavy they train biceps day one or day two or day three whether or not they're on steroids, how much they're eating, how old they are, like, what kind of sport they do, if they've got a hist- history of biceps end and or things like that. She was like, no, no, it's a small muscle, you only treat it once a week. I went, right! And I walked out the room, because I was like, fuck that shit, she's a monk, right? Wow.
0: I mean, like we said, this some... Old...
2: Have you heard anything as stupid as that?
0: Oh, mate, I've a The amount of retarded things I've heard in a in a fucking uh, gym setting is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Like, oh yeah, 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 looks good, looks good when the knees are like pretty much kissing each other in a squat. They're hunched over and it's like, yeah, 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 add weight, add weight, go for it. And I'm like, cunt, if you put more weight on that bar, I'm gonna take it off. I'm gonna smack you with it. Like, I'm not coaching you. Um, I've, I've been known for fucking, I've said, okay, this is the way I want you to do things. Um, because if we do it the other way, then you're more prone to, for injury, et etc. Et and this is, this is the reason why I completely, completely, um, you know, explained it. And then people kind of disregard that. And I'm like, okay guys, you know, you, you say it again, you just say it in a different manner because maybe it didn't come across the first time and you just stay nice and relaxed. Maybe they didn't listen to you or whatever. And I'm like, no problem. Um, you still there?
1: Yeah, I'm still here, man. It's just the cameras off for some reason.
0: Wicked. No worries. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, no worries. And then they carry on doing it. And I'm like, guys, like, look, if you if you disregard what I'm saying, then um, I, and you come back to me and say you're injured, I will fix you, but I will charge you double the price. So you, you will come back to me and it will be a £100 an hour.
2: When he went to uh, Westside Barbell, um, and like for the first two years he didn't listen to anything Louis said, mm. I, and, he didn't, and he didn't progress. And Louis said to him, "Look, like if you don't fucking do what I'm telling you I'm gonna kick out the fucking gym." And Dave mm. went, "Right, well I'll do what you say to do, but then if I, then if I fail, then it's your fault." he went, "All right." And Dave added 200 pounds to his total after doing six months of coaching. He's like, "Oh fuck, okay, fair." It's like if you're gonna have a coach, as well, listen to the things he's are saying. But like back, mm. back from what day because one, you're paying for it, and two, like, it's kind of insulting when you don't, because it's like, because yeah. it, it, we we cause we pride ourselves on, like, on giving you things that's going to enrich your life. If you then don't do that, like, one, like, you're the one who's going to fucking suffer, and two, like, it's, why aren't you doing it? Why don't you believe us? You huh. know, I understand people go falling off the diet, so that's fine, okay, like, in terms of, not disrespectful, right? Like, if you fall off your diet, that's fine, okay? Like, we can do things to get you a better relationship with food we can well i always say like nutrition is simple dieting is hard like nutrition is very very plain straight mm, mm,
0: that's a good dieting, saying i like that
2: because you're because you you're writing this down because you're
0: uh, <laughs> no 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 uh,
2: <laughs> dieting is hard because you're you putting the active nutrition into practice and that means that you might be having food that you don't like or you, or you might be not having food that you do like okay um, equally as well, you might not be able to consume 4,000 calories a day if that's what your program dictates you need to do. Or you might find 1,400 calories a day difficult to, to, to consume, to only consume, because you might be used to double that, right? Fuck mm. knows. I mean, obviously, these are arbitrary things. Don't start fucking picking things apart and start writing me fucking emails. Be like, you're wrong about this, because you should go from 2,800 calories to 1,400. because That's really bad for you. Like, Fuck off, right? That's not what I'm saying. Right? Um like your mum doesn't love you. Alright? Like, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're being a bitch about what I'm saying, your mum doesn't love you. Right? I promise you. She loves the postman, she doesn't love you, right? That would
0: explain a lot.
2: That will explain a lot, actually. It's like, hey, remember that time you saw your mum making a sandwich with daddy and the postman? Alright, <laughs> like <laughs> Um. Yeah, like if you don't if you don't listen to what your P T saying and, and then you wonder why you've not got the results you've won, you want, your fault not theirs. Okay? Yeah. So like I and I am fucking hell. So another 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 funny another funny thing I've heard is uh, it's like um like oh don't worry about not don't worry about not squatting to don't worry about not squatting to death because like in squatting's like bad for your knees anyway if you go too far down. All right, cool. Sounds. What's the science behind that? Well, it just is. Like, All right, cool. But again, like, why is it just that? Is it maybe not like okay? Some of the some of the best. knees, so, sorry. Some of the like best like. What works in the sense? knee strength in the world, you know, some of the most durable knees in the world are those that have power lifted and done Olympic weightlifting for X amount of years because they've because they've consistently squatted to depth and they've done. You know, things like TKE and, you know, like, reverse lunges to supplement that. And, you know, the great done D-loads and ice baths and all the other things to protect the knees. The
0: thing is, though, man, like, the highest amount of strain on your ACL during a squat is the top 20 degrees.
2: Yeah, as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> to think. And a lot so it's... of times, these blow out as, as you ascend into that top 20%. Mm. Which is fucking, is crazy. I mean, some of them, I've seen some of them all... Gnarly fucking knee injuries going like, you know, like through through you know like power to sort of showing with the videos then doing it and it just you know they just slip to sort like sometimes sometimes they can they can slip you know like they, they can just they can just sh- sorry, shift the body position um, or like the foot might have just moved back a little bit too much. Sometimes they were wearing the wrong shoes or or they were wearing socks that day. Okay, which is fucking dumb sometimes, but. That's made me laugh. You remember, you remember at the CrossFit Games last year? They were, um, they were obviously takes place outside a lot of the a lot of events, don't they? And mm. they were doing, um, they were doing platform squats, uh, sorry, back squats on a platform mm. in fucking, and it started to rain, mm. and they didn't call it off. They just let them mm. keep going. One guy, one one guy fucked his knee doing that. Mm. He, he slipped, and his knee went. like, yeah, oh shit, right? What the fuck? You got? You got two hundred and twenty kilos on your back, right? And you're back squatting that shit, and you in it is fucking soaking. It's like you've got a puddle beneath your fucking toes. I'm
0: yeah, that to won't. It were not clever.
2: No, it really won't. That's something that Cross has got a answer for. Though, like that's that's that isn't that isn't a good thing. No, I ask. I mean, I think I think with um with with uh, with giants live and with the world's strongest man, like. They, they have, they have a small number there, and they, and they have, they have many, they have former strongmen test like, like assess the equipment first, say, but mm. oh, that's, that's unsafe, not because of the weight, but because of the way it's manufactured, okay? Like you need to change the way this is, the, the, this, you know, the, you need to play, change the way this is constructed, or, or maybe have this in place. So, you know, they advise them properly, but that fucking thing there with the CrossFit Games, man, that was, that was fucking dumb. Right. That was a pretty really like fucking like getting people to do fucking like like triathlons and in and, and the fucking swimming and the swimming in the Arctic, like right? what are you doing? That's fucking not gonna end well.
0: Yeah, but they're just crazy, yeah. aren't they? They're the triathlete's like
2: Oh and I ironmans and shit, man, fuck me. Oh, was, like, man. Too much fucking cardio. I mean I fucking don't mind I don't I don't like walking <laughs> you know it's a fucking oh you like walking to the car get me get me milk you know, delivered.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Thing. Just with that All right. anyway, anyway, man, I'm gonna
0: have to, I'm gonna have to scatter. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Um, get some shit done. Go to the train. Huh? What are you today? Uh, I'm gonna start your program today, your bench program. I'm gonna supplement that. I need to squat. I didn't squat earlier.
2: Um. Um, to those that are listening to this and today alex has got uh bench uh to, to work into a top set of eight um Matt, to top set of eight rpe9 then he's got slingshot bench with four sets of three going relatively heavy then he's got two tricep movements be one being uh tricep extensions and he's got tricep dips then he's got three sets of seven rpe8 uh, uh, just like dumbbell press which is a sexy fucking session
0: Oh yeah, and I need a front squat before it where I have two ones at 125, oh, awesome. uh, which is nothing like, it's only 22 sets, you know, but, um, and then maybe I'll do a little bit of, I, I want to do a little bit more accessory stuff, make sure my body stays healthy and my back and my shoulder and my core I'm, and that, but.
2: I'm going to squat on a smith machine just to the top 20%, uh, to put all my knee out. I, I might even like put some water underneath my feet before I do it. Um. And then I'm then I'm gonna train biceps this week because I train I only trained them last week because he's to training them once a week.
1: Ah, oh, there uh, you go. No.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm just gonna do a massive wank in the middle of the gym.
0: <laughs> and remember to wear your headband.
2: I just think I'm gonna do that and like and as well like has gonna be super aggressive. I'm gonna use both hands. I'm <laughs> be my own name, right? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be shouting fitness as well, right? Oh, it's gotta, people are gonna fucking love it. Right. Uh, dear. So if you listen to the podcast right now just, a mad, just imagine like a really a really fit guy with 14% body fat 5 foot 9 just wanking in the middle
0: of a gym I don't, I don't think they've made it this far man it's a, it's an hour and 40 minutes in they've not made it
2: if you made it to the end of this shit fucking fair play you're a legend 40 minutes of this
0: um, we're going to get you back on when you're because you're preparing for British
2: yeah I've got um and Euros later this year in the summertime. Um so we'll uh we'll check in with you can be, I'll check in with you in a few months um before like probably about four or five weeks out see so prep mm. Mm. So yeah, yeah, like that'll be that'll be an entirely target session but that'll be more
0: powerlifting focused.
2: Yeah, power focused on what shorter. So fans of powerlifting be be sure to look out for that one. Um mm. I think we'll need to do another one on um We'll find a topic. We'll find a good fun topic to do one that's less bitchy about shit traders in the intro.
0: Kama Sutra.
2: I just think oh a good one to be, be fucking um, like like taking your fucking girl to the gym and like how to etiquette around that. Right,
0: right. If you take your bird to the gym, yeah, and she just follows you around, and you one you're not training her, two you're not training with her, and three you don't actually. Give her the time and attention and watch her and like and give a shit, and you're just looking at other birds in gym shark leggings, then you're a fucking cunt. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, that's like bonding time, man.
2: Yeah, I think, I think, like, if you, I mean, if your girl's good, if your girl knows what she's doing in the gym, then you probably don't need to do that. Like, um, but if your girl does not know what she's doing in the gym, um, by the way, this is me saying that girls don't know what they're doing in the gym. Like, please stop fucking writing your hashtag. Um, like, uh, if she doesn't know what she's doing in the gym, then that's absolutely fine. But you're right, you should, you should probably... Well, only if you know what you're doing. Yeah, of course. But if you're a fucking typical gym bro and you fucking load 60 kilos on the bar and you're like five 5'2", a delicate bitch, doesn't know how to fucking... Like, clearly can't lift that. Um. I think I think Devil Bitch was a great tent, by the way. I think that's a two
0: third tip. Well, I did I have seen um a lady have to spot um her her other half with a fifty kilo bench press before. And I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not I'm not discriminating against anyone. However he came in, he didn't warm up and he put fifty kilos on the on the bar. That's what I'm taking a piss out of.
2: At the very end of their session, not warm up, 75 kilos on the bar, and he got under it, and the guy's like, yeah, I've got this, Chad, and, the, and Chad's there, fucking like, do you need a handout, and he's like, nah, I've got this, right, fucking back comes out, fucking he's not set, he's not tight or anything, fucking brings it down about five inches all wobbly, and then he just fucking drops like that, and I'm like, fuck me, Chad's dead, right, <laughs> like, that's fucking dead, right? I swear no, Chad's fucking dead. Uh, and then, and then fucking, fucking Oliver fucking lifts it off his chest as best he can and falls fucking forward and now his head's on fucking Chad's fucking belly button. Right? And I'm just there like, yeah, it's probably go help these guys, yeah, right? <laughs> you can, they're going to die otherwise. Which, you know, death in the gym, fucking that's just normal thing.
0: True. Survival of the right. fittest. Right, man. I appreciate
2: it. The session goes,
0: Thank you, Mokka. I will hold on a minute.